Welcome to the Ops. It's your girl, Spicy K. And it's your girl, TK. How y'all doing? And we are telling it all. Welcome to episode nine. Um, so, of course, you know, we first start out with the first 48, who you telling on this week. So, TK, who are you telling on this week? Man, I'm telling on the Chevrolet company as a whole. And these raggedy vehicles that they are making for to, from 2018 on. All right. First of all, it's a whole bunch of electrical nonsense that we do not need in the car. And my car stopped yesterday. And guess what? The only thing that wrong with it was a battery. Okay. My battery died. But in other cars that I've had, there's ways to fix that. But in these newer cars... There's no way to access the battery easily. So you have to have your car towed somewhere in order to access the battery. So I'm telling on Chevrolet and uh, I guess GMC with they dumb asses about doing this to this cars. Like I literally, I had to, I was late for work. I couldn't get a jump off. For one, I don't even know where the battery was, but then I figured it out. I figured out where the ports were. It, they, they hiding stuff from you. Back in the day, everything that you needed on your car was right there. It was right there in front of you, in the midst of everything else that contributed to the car's function. Now, they hiding the batteries. I had a Sebring. The damn battery was underneath the wheel well. Like, who the hell does that? How am I... What is... What? What? They want you to have to utilize these dealerships and and other things in order to make to make basic repairs to your car, and it's ridiculous. So fuck Chevrolet, fuck GMC. My Camry was perfectly fine until someone took it out the game with a stupid little childish ass, little nineteen year old, and took my Camry out the game and tried to take me out. But I'm still here. But I'm telling on Chevrolet, and I'm telling you, y'all finna get an email from me. What about you? Well, you know they have owner's manuals um, for this reason, so you'll know exactly where things are at in the car, but I get it. I get it. I'm Um, new to this car. This is a newer car for me. I am actually telling on a Publix customer. So, (laughs) what? Sunday. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. I don't know the man name, but I'm telling on him because (laughs) on Sunday, like most Sundays, um, because my church is in Alabama and I'm in Tennessee, I listen to my church on YouTube. So as I'm listening to my church on YouTube, so I'm not distracted, I typically go to the park and walk. Normal mm. behavior. Mm-hmm. So after I leave, after I left Publix, I mean, after I left um, the place that I go walking at, I decided. I need to just go ahead, go to Publix and, you know, get these items, you know, all of this stuff because I was supposed to go pick up items on Saturday and I just didn't make it to Publix. So I was like, let me just go on Sunday. I'm not in any kind of time crunch or anything like that. So let me go. So unlike everybody else, when I go to Publix, the first thing that I get is one of the wipes to wipe off my buggy. Because I feel like it's not smart to touch the buggy and then go get a wipe. So I go get a wipe and then wipe off my buggy and then touch my buggy. (laughs) While I was there, by the buggies, cleaning my buggy, an older gentleman 
was like, thank you. And I look up and said, huh? And he was like, for the buggy. And I said, why are you messing with my buggy? And he was like, oh, I thought you worked here and you was cleaning the buggy off mm. for me. And I said, do it look like I work at Publix? Now, let me just help you all out. Because obviously, I don't have the same clothes on right now. You can't see me anyway. I had <laughs> on a pair of, like, not necessarily teal, but like a bluish green, mostly blue, um, hoodie. The hoodie wasn't up, but it's a hoodie. Um, got it at, you know, at Academy. Um, and I got the <laughs> same color pants and they're black also. And also a different shade of blue as well. It's like three, two, two shades of blue and, a sh- and black. Mm-hmm. If you go inside Publix, Publix <laughs> has on light green mm-hmm. or as I like to call it, Regions Green, which is the very mm-hmm. lime green. Mm-hmm. They have the two colors. Now, this color is blue, blue. It has a greenish hint to it. Maybe it's turquoise or something like that, but it's very rich in blue. Very rich in blue. Not rich in green. Is rich in blue. And I proceed to say again because he act like he did not want to let go of my buggy and did not understand why. And I was also mad at the simple fact that I already cleaned off the part that he touched. So now I got to go back and reclean it all again because I'm mad. (laughs) And so, yes, so he literally was out here like doing that. And it, it made me mad. It pissed me off because again, I had earbuds in my ear because I'm talking to my cousin. And I was like, I've never seen a Publix worker with earbuds in their ear talking to anybody. Mm, it was just yeah, so, he was like, well, I didn't look up. No, when I said, what are you doing? You looked up. So I don't understand why you still thought that I was a Publix worker. And I'm not, do not get it twisted. I love Publix. Um. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this to be offensive or anything at all, but like I just was not wearing the items. Like if I had on a green shirt, I could understand. I'm not mad at that because mm-hmm. I would have had on, a, especially if I had on a green shirt, either like I said, the little minty green that they have or either the region's green that they have. I wouldn't have been mad. But I had on a totally different color. And you still thought... And I was like, and it's a hoodie. Publix people ain't walking around with no hoodie on. They is not also walking around with them kind of pants on that I had on. I was real Mm -hmm. mad, y'all. But that's who I am telling on this week because he really made If you're not familiar with Publix, Publix is very high end. And Publix would not allow any of those things mentioned to be on their employees. Earbuds, hoodies, or anything like that. Especially... Any color other than that region's green. Shout out to Publix. They do have that light green, too. They do have, like, that mint, whatever. They have that light green, too. At least Mm. Publix I I go to. They have both of them. But that's not the color that I had on. And I was just really mad. Highly offended. He said he insulted you twice. 
but not paying attention to no, what you were wearing. Because you saw, and, like, there's no way that you did not see me when I, because you pulled on my buggy, and I'm like looking up, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. In his defense, Kim, since we the ops, in his defense, they do do that at Publix. They do. Uh, that was during a, that was during a pandemic, and they used to have uh, Publix uniforms on. Um, my uniform was not a uniform, so no. my clothing attire no. didn't even look like a uniform. They are literally workout pants. So you tell they me have on this, khakis. They have on like dress pants, khakis. They did not have on tight workout pants. Alice can wear tight do khakis. Wear, and I, wear I haven't seen at least my Publix. I haven't seen them clean off the buggies like that since like COVID and COVID ended. So I'm just they saying, do it every day they here. Twenty twenty. Maybe they the people that are looking to duck work are up there standing and wiping the buggy. So yeah, I, they they do it occasionally at the one that Alex work at because that's the only one I go to now. But yeah, I feel you on um, that. He insulted you. This white man assumed that you were catering to him by wiping his buggy down, and he was. And I had a him. purse. Who also walks around working there with a purse? <laughs> Literally, I'm hurt. Like, he completely disregarded you. It, and sir, if you are listening, <laughs> you suck. And and like literally, no public worker is gonna walk around with the hair like I wore my hair the other day because literally I'm just working out. So like my hair is all pulled back and like flat twisted. I'm doing myself, and that's a that automatically means ain't nobody going out like that. I will go in public in public like that and in publics like that but a lot of people won't but I don't be caring uh, I just Damn. put some bobby pins on my head and just kept on going about my life but I was like I ain't never really seen no black person or anybody just walking around with that kind of hairstyle so I'm like at the public this no it was just so many factors that I was like this is a negative he was mm. he was trying to play me right. but anyway what the dude, man? We, we gonna, um, we gonna, gonna get that back Calm. and we're gonna go ahead and go to the next next topic um so basically and this week is cool when they do it we have the fact that the NAACP um has placed a travel ban on Florida because of good old DeSantis um Mm -hmm. so how do you feel about uh this TK well for one you know I really read the articles and read the information, but I, I can't really find what he as a governor actually did to in, have people thinking that he doesn't want uh, members of the LGBT community or African Americans to be a part of their great state of Florida. Florida is one of the most racist states, so I'm not sure why this would surprise people, um, but what I mean, they're saying the NAACP and the uh, it was another community, uh, no, sorry, another group that was issuing the similar warnings, um, equality everywhere or something like that. I don't know. I saw it in the article. Um, uh, equality, but, uh, equality, Florida. Yeah, equality, Florida. So they're warning people that you know if you do decide to enter these states, that whatever if something were to happen to you, it may not be favorable for you you know, the outcome, you know? So I'm over here like, 
dang, we we really go to Florida. Like we got HBCUs in Florida. You know what I'm saying? We're out there, so that concerns me. Um, because at HBCUs, I'm sure you're going to have members of both communities affected, the LGBTQ as well as African-American. So it makes me think that while this guy is running for president, you know, he's, you know, like the article literally said, the state is going to be the I one that loses. He's announced it yet, has he? I don't has know, but announced? they said he, they say he's thirsty for it and that he plans to. So I don't think anybody's really announced other than, you know, Trump. <laughs> And Biden, you know, they both going. I don't know. I don't. I, I think we should be single for a little while. We don't need a president um, for a little while, and uh, we should probably date a few people as a country to see who we might consider to be our king or queen. You feel me? But um, yeah, it's, it's it's we need a break. The leadership is not there. Um, we're falling apart. We are literally the worst country right now, like as far as everything goes. I mean, relations. Uh, I don't know any other country that's worse in relations than us that I've heard about. So if I haven't heard, audience, please let me know because, you know, I I be looking, but I may not be the most thorough motherfucker out there. You feel me? So I, what I see is what I see. So I'm over here like back in the day, you know, Jim Crow, 50s, 40s through the 70s, I think we had a book for for what I'm gonna call Negroes, what the the American so-called Negroes, what Malcolm X calls us, American so-called Negro, because we didn't name ourselves that. Um, but they had a a whole book about how to travel because yeah, the, also, uh, the motorist green book, yeah, the Negro yeah. motorist green book. Uh-huh. And my mom and them did not have one, which I was surprised, but they didn't go to it. My granddaddy was not finna take his four girls around the country that hated all of them. You know what I'm saying? So they literally pretty much stayed in the area where they they knew. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't have one of them green books. Because I asked them, I asked them a while back if they had one of those after I was watching Lovecraft Country. <laughs> but anyway, um, what I feel about it is I agree. If Florida wants to behave this way, um, and, uh, you know, tourism is big in Florida. Like, every, look, probably mm-hmm. the, the North, Central, and South Florida is big on tourism. And I do know that we take part in that. So, they're going to lose yeah, out. Right now, you know, DeSantos is actually, you know, in arguments and things uh, as it relates to, like, Disney and things like that. And Disney is basically, like, we're not going to expand here. We're going to um, build another facility or another area somewhere else and expand there instead of expanding in Florida because of the policies and things of that nature. They, they've, been, they've been having issues for, I think, for a couple of years now between DeSantos and, and um, Florida, so... Well, Disney better not uh, raise too much of a fuss because they are based off of a racist man. Uh, so let's not even discuss that. So whatever policies they're against, I'm a little nervous about now. Because Jesus, if you walk Disney racist and you want to leave an area calling it biased or racist, then oh my goodness. What is really going on in Florida? That's crazy. But I just think that it's, it's true. Like, if you tell us we're not welcome, and that if we come there, you know, if something were to happen to us, it's not going to be, you know, a good thing, then not anybody going to go down there. And Florida will lose out because we do have people that support us 
in other races and they will say, well, if you're mm-hmm. feeling this way, I won't go. And those are really the dollars that's going to affect them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we get mad and say we're not going to buy something all the time. Bless our hearts. And it, it, it works sometimes. But most of the time, we're not the ones that's going it twice and three times a year down there. I mean, we maybe go once every five years or something like that. But it's people that go down there every year, sometimes twice a year. It's, I think so, I just you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was go ahead. So one of couple of things that um, that has basically happened, um, you know, a couple years ago, or maybe it was a year, last year. Um, basically, DeSantos was trying to. Um, Re um, redo the districts. Um, obviously, voting. Um, so, in a lot of places, try to do that as well to try to um, to try to make sure that populations that are especially or heavy minority mm-hmm. or typically can kind of just be concentrated basically in that area and try to pull some of those particular votes, you know, up to more rural areas instead of the metro areas to make sure mm-hmm. that it's more favorable, typically, um, you know, for Republicans. That, because typically when you're talking about, you know, redistricting um, the areas and things like that, they're typically done under um, Republican leadership and not necessarily Democratic leadership. But um, DeSantos, of course, you know, he doesn't want African-American studies to be, you know, taught in schools and things of that nature. Um, So he's, you know, that's one of the um, just one of the lines that the NAACP has on here is saying that following Governor DeSanto's so-called leadership in driving the state to reject students' access to AP African American Studies courses um, in March, the NAACP distributed 10,000 books to 25 predominantly black communities across the state in collaboration with the American Federations of Teachers um, reading Opens the World program. Um, the majority of the books donated were titles banned under the state increasingly restrictive laws. The NAACP continues to encourage local branches and youth um, councils to start community libraries to ensure access to representative uh, to literature. So basically, like I said, you know, he he's one of the big proponents of being against critical race theory, which from my understanding of critical race theory, um, that is something that's typically taught, taught in law schools, so and you don't really even get taught anything as it relates to critical race theory. Um, so, you know, just a lot of things that he's doing. I'm sorry, what was that? I said you don't get taught the truth. You get taught that you were a slave. That's, that's what I remember from elementary school. I, I, I learned that I was a slave, and slavery happened, and there was no condemnation of it. There was uh, pretty much justification for it. This is what happened to you people. And, you know, this is what, <laughs> you know, it's over now. So you should be thankful for that. You know, you know, because every Black History Month or every time we discuss slavery in school, I mean, I remember, you know, I, I went to predominantly white schools. Mm-hmm. So they always look at me like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, because I, at the time I didn't know how it related to me. I just know. 
that those people, not people that I know, went through something awful. I was, it wasn't until I got into, uh, you know, high school and furthering my own education that I realized what actually happened. So they don't want, for one, they don't want white people, white children to know the truth about their ancestors. And they just want to make it seem like that's all it was. It was just a, a period of time where white people were mean to black people. No. Tell them how, if it weren't for those black people, this would not be one of the great superpowers, ooh, superpowers that it is. So, you know, critical race theory hides two truths. The truth of how this country was built and who is, let's just say, the greater evil. And I rest my case. That's the end of my TED Talk. <laughs> Real talk. Um, I, I, and let me, let me ask you this question since you said you went to a predominantly, I guess, you know, white school or whatever. Um, yes. When was your first black teacher? Oh, now I had black teachers. My first black teacher was second grade, Miss Jenkins. The okay. predominantly white schools love to put the black children with the black teachers. So we all had Miss Jenkins. Miss Jenkins, don't you say nothing bad about Miss Jenkins. <laughs> but yeah, that was my first black teacher. Well, I had, you know, black teachers in, uh, I went to La Petite, you know, the whatever, daycare, preschool, whatever you want to call it. Like La Petite Academy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I did. I went to La Petite all my years before I went to school. And I had Mr. Joe, black. He the only black. But I had Mr. Joe. He turned out to be a crackhead, but that's okay. I hope he's still living right now. I met him later in life, and I remember, because he used to sing, girl. He had the most beautiful voice. He sang at our uh, pre-K graduation, and he was a real shiny, nice, fine black man, you know? And um, then when I was probably about 18, I seen him walking in front of Forest Street Market. And he was still singing for the rocks, boy. They had him out there singing for the dope. I felt bad about that. But yeah, he was actually my first. But Mr. Joe, I hope you're still living. I do. I hope you're still singing, sir. I hope you got your life off of that rock. But he was an awesome person. I'll never forget him. You know, oh, I had Miss Treese too. Miss Treese was uh, one, of, uh, one of the black teachers. Now, that was, I think, one of my first crushes. Yes, it's weird. I was young, but yes, I I love me some Miss Trees, and when I seen her as a teenager, I got real excited. <laughs> Let's just talk about that. <laughs> we can talk about that, but that's pre-K. So my first experience, and then my kindergarten teacher, Miss Bess, used to pinch me, white lady. Would nobody believe me when I told her? They used to, she used to pinch. She used to pinch all of us, and us. I mean us, the the four black children that she had in there, and then after oh. second grade is when all the black children disappeared from my school. They rezoned. Oh. They rezoned. And that was it. I had, I remember probably about maybe 11, 12 of us in the first grade, Miss Dean. And then Miss Halp, I mean, Miss Best, my kindergarten teacher, was probably about four of us. And then when I got to second grade, it was a little bit more of us. But after that, they sent all them kids to Bradley, put all the kids that came from the project. Put them, send them to Bradley. Put them in one school. I stayed at Bellwood, which is no longer mm. an elementary school. But I, that was a tear because that was that was an awesome place for me. But yeah, I noticed that I had all of the black teachers, which were Miss Jenkins and Miss Winfrey. They were the only two black teachers at Bellwood. 
my whole time. See, Can't like I have, and it's it's kind of weird because like a lot of people, you know, talk about they don't, you know, didn't get a black teacher until you know high school or you mm. know much older. Um, and then, you know, especially as, or either a black male teacher and things like that until they were older and all that stuff, you know, in the higher grades. Mm -hmm. Um, but I went to a predominantly black school. I actually, in fact, my high school class did not have one white person in it. Um, it was all black. (laughs) It was all black. I believe it. Um, so um my first grade teacher black second grade teacher no she no second grade wasn't third grade was it fourth grade was fourth grade was black um, well, y'all had a lot of white teachers and a lot of black fifth grade was iffy. Fifth grade was iffy for us because we had a lot of teachers. I think fifth grade we had a lot of teachers. Sixth grade our teacher was black, so most of like it was like almost every other year we had a black teacher. Now we didn't have a. They were mostly women. Well, they were all women. Um, and then when I got to high school, because high school for us was eighth grade, then I did have a black. Um, I actually had several black male teachers then. Um, Never had a male. Mr. Joe. Oh, Mr. Jurgens at Central. That's that's the only black male teacher that I had as, you know, after ever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I never had a... um, I had Mr. Joe in pre-K. Shout out Mr. Joe. And then I had Mr. Jurgens in eighth grade. The only two black male teachers that I had. And no, we had. Let's see. I don't think I had no more no more uh, black teachers after elementary school, other than, let's just say, Mr. Jurgens. Shout out, Mr. Jurgens, the Spanish American War. You remember that rap? That was the best. That was the best A I ever got. But anyway, um, it was. Yeah, our know. our principal, of course, was um our principal is black. Uh, well, originally in elementary school, the principal was white, but then the principal ended up being black. Uh, and then high school, the principal surgery. was black as well. Um, and we had, it was a male principal. We had, I personally had one, two, three, four, because I have to count the PE coach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I basically had, we had four male, te- four male black teachers. Uh, once we got to high school, so um, music teacher, black man, um, he was science, zesty, black man. Um, then I took vocation to agriculture, uh, so I know how to weld. Yeah, don't ask me to do that stuff because that's what. Let me find that. I got something to weld and right now. Right I do how to. Uh, yeah, we was. I was in shop, baby. I was in shop, but. Um, hey. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of us that shop class end up with a mix because you know normally shop is mostly guys, yeah. but um, yeah, it it <laughs> turned into half half guys, half girls. Um, we had a many guys anyway in our class, um, but yeah, so a lot of us started taking uh, vocational ag, so we was doing welding and all kind of wood stuff. Um, do not ask me to do any of that stuff now because I probably don't know how to do it. 
and I know I was really afraid when we had to well so yeah so that's yeah definitely not something um but yeah so I definitely had black teachers but like I said I also came from a black school black community black black everything black mayor black 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 black, black, black. so you know so that's why that's crazy that's that's strange to me I grew up predominantly in a predominantly white area everything you grew up predominantly black everything and we done switched (laughs) we done switched I am not a Taylor Swift fan she is so I say we switched in that regard in that regard I should have been the one she has the same birthday. December thirteenth, along with Jamie Foxx and Nene Leaks. I just have to put that out there. You had to put what out there? You had the same birthday. Yeah, same birthday. Me, Taylor Swift, Jamie Foxx, Nene Leaks. Whoa! Now that's a mixture. <laughs> now that is a mixture. <laughs> but yeah, right. but yeah, it's. But yeah, I don't like. I said, you know. I didn't even have anyone. We we did along the way. We used to have like a couple white classmates, and 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 by the time we got to high school to graduate, we had none. They was gone. Uh, <laughs> so it was hard. I mean, that, but we that also was, had a small class. But like I said, we. But see, I envy that. Like I, I had you know, it. Out of the two high schools that were in Murfreesboro at the time, we had more black people. But we had the black people that had dope. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, at my high school, so it was like, okay. There there was no real hood, hood people at my high school. Black or white. So it was like, It was when I got into the world that I realized how people are. Because I'm going to tell you what. I grew up being naive, believing things that people told me, and not understanding why I was treated differently. Now, I noticed it, but I didn't know, I didn't understand. My mama kept yeah. me from stuff that would hurt me. A lot of stuff. Now, I ain't going to say that, you know, that, you know, she she did what she thought was right. But a lot of stuff I didn't know. And, you know, it's just... It's just crazy. So I feel like that this country, Florida, listen to me, you're part of this country. Um, <laughs> children need to know what has happened. Like, what, like where do you come from is real. Not only where do you yeah. come from as a person, but where does this country come from? Like, how did it be this? Why is it this? This is why the news is what people believe and just believe it. My mom, for one. Whatever the news say, that's the truth. Yeah. She don't listen to me because she's like, oh, you just talking nonsense. You're just crazy. I'm like, okay. All right. Love you too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a it's it's a lot of stuff that we don't know. So I, I feel like that you shouldn't, like, I think the worry with critical race theory is that they're going to shock the little white children, you know, and they're going to think they're awful people. And that may or may not happen because you may not be awful people, young children, but people that you come from, they were some of them. So the details of, you know, like Uncle Tom's Cabin, is that something that's been pulled from the reader's list? Uh, I don't know what books I feel like it has. I feel like people are saying that it has. Let me just double check. 
Well, simply because I just re-listened or re-read, however you want to describe Uncle Tom's Cabin, and it made me feel some type of way. Um, I don't remember it as a young person. I really don't. So I don't know if it was there, if it wasn't. But I did. Cause I, because I kept... The argument is, why are people calling people Uncle Toms when it's really Sambo? They should be calling them, you know. So I had to I had to dig into that because I didn't understand. I don't even remember the character Sambo, you know. So, But when I re-listened, Uncle Tom was a hero. Uncle Tom took a, a path that most current Negroes wouldn't take by believing in God and letting God handle his whole life. He loved his family. All he wanted to do was get back to his family. He gave his word, kept his word. He took took people at their word as well, which was one of his downfalls. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I have a feeling that the way they talked about us as black people in Uncle Tom's cabin and how they referred to us and the mannerism, that, that is one reason why I think people let's just say Caucasian people feel the way they do and behave the way they do sometimes, you know? Well, you know, I, 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 I just caution because not, so I don't, of course you didn't say all Caucasian people, right. but I think we, we need to make a distinction that it's not all, but I also need to also make a distinction that there are probably some black people as well that feels the same way. Um, because sure. we're, you know, we're definitely different. Uh, we're not all, you know, all, not all black people are the same. So there's, you know, I'm quite sure there are black people that, you know, agree or disagree with it as well. But yeah, it looks like it is a banned book though. Yeah. Is it? Schools. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's the, what's another one? Oh, no, I didn't look that Oh, up. you just looked up that one. Okay. So I just didn't know. Yeah, I'll look yeah, into I that myself because I want to know, like, I want to know exactly what, I know, uh, what was that, what was that they made into a movie? It was a trial? Dang, I can't think of the book. But anyway, but it's, it's things that they don't want them to know because it, it's real. You want these kids to be sugar-coated and not think, you know, anything differently. But I, I can see the point in that. I can. For the future, but for some people, they need to know what people are talking like. If you, I won't get into that on here. But. So they they have mentioned that like books. So since you asked, mm-hmm. so a um, couple of books that are banned: um, "To Kill a Mockingbird," "Yeah, that's it." That's what I was um, I know why the caged bird sing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so some of those those are some of the books that are. Um, considered, I guess, banned. Anything that shows a certain demographic in a negative light is probably going to be banned. But it's true. I know they don't want it to be. Now, that's the thing. I, they don't want that to be their legacy. Most, I would say. Most aren't proud of it. But it's happened. So we are still yeah. suffering from that. those events and they're still profiting from those events. And I'm just I'm just going to put that out there. But it's the mentality that's handed down on both sides of how we should feel about it. See, I wasn't... <clears throat> I was included because, I, like I said, I was in a predominantly white neighborhood, predominantly white schools. But when I get home, you know, my mom and my auntie them telling me about, you know, the bad things that they went through when they was kids. So... 
It's like yeah. how do I how do I balance that out? Like how, how how does one balance that out without being taught who you are, what you are? Because had I adopted the mentality that you know the way my mom had been treated as a young person. You know, I'd have been angry all the time. Like, these folks ain't going to do me like that. Or I hate that, that your parents did my mama like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you got to you got yeah. you to gotta, you gotta figure out how does that even work. Keeping it away from them altogether, that doesn't help. Because now black people feel like, you're, you, you know, you're hiding something. This is how you were. We have to live through the fact that we were slaves. I mean, we, we, have, we, can't, we can't change that. Our people come from poverty. You know, we talked about the other week, redlining, all that stuff like that. That stuff is coming up from the slavery. And these were your people. These were your people. Yeah, I, I also, I say this as well, like a lot of times people, you know, mostly bring up slavery. Uh, I know you mentioned slavery a couple of times, but people have to also realize that like when it comes to, you know, this country, unfortunately, you know, we did have Jim Crow, we know we had a lot of other things that were um, negative or had a, a huge impact on, you know, black people besides slavery. So mm-hmm. when people are like, get over slavery, you could, I, okay. You can get over it. Yeah. If we got over slavery, we still got other things that, you know, we still had to deal with, you know, that was not, you know, we couldn't use the same water fountains, couldn't use the same bathrooms. Like, it was couldn't a lot eat of in the same places. was going on. What'd you say? Couldn't eat in the same places or shop. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, or either like, you know, you're paying your same money, but you gotta go get your food from the back door <laughs> and you weren't allowed to sit inside the restaurant and everybody else was able to sit inside the restaurant. So it's not just slavery may have been like the starter of it Mm -hmm. but it wasn't the final like there has been other things throughout the years that have you know had you know impact um the fact that you know it well technically it didn't take technically um you know like i said we had the jim crow then you know even in certain places that you know predominantly black as well um you know there's you know rosewood there is oh my god Tulsa, you know a lot of things that were happening besides like that happened after slavery you know in a teal that whole situation mm. after slavery like, there's a lot of things that happened after slavery as well um but slavery basically was basically how we came over here mm-hmm. um so like i said i guess mostly like a catalyst or whatever but yeah, that's so exactly that's kind of like so i just i just don't like it when people think that it was just slavery yeah like it wasn't just slavery like it's other things <laughs> yeah when they <laughs> say oh happened you weren't a slave you you yeah. weren't alive that time you know what i wasn't i wasn't Neither you know, you. It was, it's you know about you know couldn't you know couldn't go to this schools couldn't go to uh, you know couldn't get certain jobs couldn't do this couldn't vote couldn't buy a house couldn't do it's a lot of things that you know were put at a disadvantage 
uh, or made to be extremely difficult for, you know, black people to be able to achieve that anything in this still country. occurred after slavery. So I yeah. just want to, you know, make it plain that when we mention things uh, like that, at least from my perspective, when I mention things like that, keep in mind that slavery, when it stopped, because, you know, Juneteenth coming up, uh, slavery, when it stopped, that didn't mean that <laughs> everything went to normal for black people. Right. And that one could say... One could say that the black person was immediately after slavery was worse off. They didn't have nowhere to be. They didn't. It was like if you couldn't own us, we we couldn't rent from you to have you know rent a room from you to where we could stay. Like you know even the old quarters that we were staying in, we could we couldn't do that. So it's it's a lot of things that have happened because people were upset at the money that slavery cost them. You know that. And it's and, and and one thing I will yeah. say is I do believe it was just business. But still your mentality, mm-hmm. the way you treated people with dark skin, darker skin than yours, even mulattoes, children that you that you have fathered, you treated them differently because they were considered three fifths of an of a of a human. Yeah. That's 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 so, ridiculous. yeah, but like I said, I just we, we, this a whole Yeah, I just show. like I said, I just don't like the I just don't like the notion that, you know, it was just slavery because it wasn't just slavery. Um, you know, we so weren't just I just slaves. don't like that whole thought process of it. We weren't just slaves. Um, we we got to move on because I've even went on a whole tangent. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely going to move on from that. So um, basically, there was a video posted on the shade room. Mm-hmm. Um, on their Instagram. Well, that's where I saw it. It's probably posted on Facebook as well, but I saw it on Instagram. Um, and basically, the guy went out with one of his friends. I think he considered <laughs> them best friend or something along that lines. Oh, that was a um, funny video. And the best friend is married. Mm. And uh, the best friend was flirting or trying to talk to other people. Shooting his shot. Um, y- yes. So, um... And he was like, you can't be doing that. Like, if you don't tell, I'm going to tell, basically. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about, like, involving yourself or someone involving themselves in your, you know, relationship or if you were cheating or something like that? Like, so how do you feel or being cheated on or... I'm perplexed. Your spouse... I am perplexed. I 100% agree with my man eating his chicken wings or whatever he was eating. You know, he was grubbing while he was talking on this video. But, you know, he was for real. He was like, no. He said, I spent my money on your wedding. My money on your wedding. Mm-hmm. You took vows. That's a, that's a friend right there. Because you took vows. I don't, I don't think people understand what vows are. Like, they're just saying words or reading words that they wrote. You know, but when you vow, <laughs> you are giving your word that speaks to your character, that mm-hmm. speaks to the person that you are, okay? I'm just telling you, I don't think people realize that, but I'm here to tell you, people, I ain't going to say black people, I'm going to say people, all people, your vow, what you yeah. vow to do, you give your word. If I don't have nothing else in this world, my boy in No Limit said all he got is his balls and his word. Well, I ain't got no balls. 
But I got my word, and I stand on that. And if if people knew me and know now that I am divorced and know that um, it was hard as hell for me to break those vows. I mean, I never, I never would have cheated on my wife. I never would have been unfaithful, anything like that, because I took vows to love, honor, cherish through sickness and health, for rich or for poor, for better or worse. I promise. I, I put, I put that on my, on myself, on my word. Like I don't think people understand how honor works these days. You know what I'm saying? And my man in this video was yeah. like, look, I am not about to let you break these vows that you made. Because you didn't have to make them. If you wanted to be a single man, you could have been a single yeah, man. I know he was yeah, I think he was saying something like, you know, I spent too much money for you to, you know, be out here doing this, when this especially in a short period of time. You got damn right. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think he said it was, when it ain't been a year. I, I think he yeah, said I think it was like I'm quite sure it's been less than a year. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember. So, bruh, you ain't even made it to the paper anniversary. And you out here throwing your song around. Like, that's ridiculous. I, I think that was a good friend. I think he, he, he did oh, him yeah. a favor in the long run, regardless of you being mad or not. But you don't, look, men, women, you don't give your word out here to do something. Because you can just easily not do it. You feel me? That's all I got to say about that. I think he was a good friend. I agree with him 100%. I don't know if I would go to the extreme of telling on my best friend. <laughs> but I would definitely make sure. Shout out to Jasmine. They, <laughs> they would consider what they were about to do. You feel me? And if you and if you know what? You finna send me my money back if you intend to do it because your, your marriage over. Because if she find out this isn't <laughs> happening, your marriage over. I want my money back. Please? Thank you. All right. That's how I feel about that. Oh, I so for me, like, yeah, I do think that like when you get married, you're supposed to uphold your vows and things of that nature. Um, I don't know if I would. You know, the thing about it is, is that like because he put it on social media, like obviously <laughs> <laughs> the wife, the wife is now gonna know, like, <laughs> like. I don't think people realize that, like, you know, the wife is going to know, like, oh, yeah, this is, unless he was in, you know, a lot of people weddings, no. the wife he, is going to know. got one best friend. <laughs> exactly. And the wife of but that I'm best saying, friend like, knows. Even if he had two, even if he had two, you know, um, <laughs> the wife is clearly going to know now right. at this point. So now it's, you know. You can bust your friend out anyway. I'm, I'm curious to know how that friendship is right, right now. And how that wife feels. Because baby, um, you done told on me already. Exactly. So I, I definitely wouldn't have publicly said anything and made no videos. I make none. Spicy K would have made not one video. <laughs> um, whatever I say to my friend, I would say to my friend, you know, to my friend. Um, yes. But I wouldn't say anything to his wife publicly or, or anything on like social that. media um, where his wife going to see it. <laughs> One, that's not my place. Two, yeah. what I've known about cheaters and people that cheat and people that accept cheating huh. and this, that, and the third. People don't want other people to know. Exactly. Um, I've recently found out myself. Who am I? Who am I to literally go on a public, you know, social media and say, 
you know, I told my friend, no. Because she might business, kill him. Then you're going to feel bad. Yeah, because then you don't, then you also don't know exactly what's going to happen because that other person can now feel embarrassed. Now they're still together and then they don't want to have anything to do with you mm. as a couple. You see what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Because that has happened. Yeah, it happened. Um, like, I have told people that, you know, I have told people that their spouse has cheated and oh. that did not work out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no. They're not going to believe you. And like these people asked, and then like I've also had times where people was like, Kim, just shut up. And I was like, Kim, gonna shut up. Right. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely not, you know, out here doing any of that because I, I, like I said, no, because one, I'm putting my friend business out there, then that means their spouse business is out there as well. And then, People look sometimes people look at you a certain way, like, oh, so you gonna accept the woman that cheats or you gonna accept the man that cheats, da 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 da. That's a whole lot. It's just too much. It's gonna invite too much into it. So I'm gonna check them though. I'm I'm yeah, I would definitely have a conversation with them and just like check them. I'm not not but if I were to do something that that my friend see is inappropriate um, to my relationship, I would expect them to say something to me as well. Um, but don't be going on social media because then what did you, like, you may have seen something that you didn't see for real. I'm just saying, like, sometimes people be having conversations with people and it don't be about it. Right. You know, it's not on any flirt tip. It's not on any, you know, it could be networking. I'm just saying. Well, I don't know. This man was clear. So, but yeah, so I definitely want to take it to social media though. Nah, because the thing about social media is it ruins everything because it doesn't go away. It's it's one thing to to let a secret slip in a you know in a social group as far as a live in real life group, but yeah, social media doesn't go away, and it's it's ruining lives. And it's like as soon as you get over it. Boom! Here you go again, girl. Y'all see this video? Oh, that's you. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's <laughs> like that chick I stopped talking to uh, in Memphis because she wanted me to go on some judge show and make a fool of myself. Yeah, no. Nah. That's that's going to be here forever. Somebody like Spicy K over here, see that? Will never let me live that down. Oh, you remember when you was on that judge mm-hmm. show? Like you see, that's what I'm saying. Social media. <laughs> when you. It's it's like if that was a real story, which the fact that he went on social media with it made me think it was a made up story. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, people do things for likes nowadays. But yeah, it could. But the thing about it is, is that if it wasn't like you said, I saw it, you saw it. We may not know these people, but we show it to somebody else. They know the person. Ooh, so and so. I know who this is. Like it's just if if you if you have a relationship with the best friend, the best thing for you to do is check the best friend. And I don't mean have a conversation like you said. I mean check them. Like, hey, bitch, you done took vows here. But at the end of the day, grown people going to do what I always know and what I always tell my friends. And listen, grown <laughs> folks, and I tell myself this as well. At the end of the day, grown folks going to do what grown folks want to do. So it ain't no matter what, how much you tell them about what they should, could have, should have. <laughs> 
they gonna do what they want to do. So it takes that's it off where you. I'm like, hey, you grown, you you make up your own choices because don't you know? And I don't, you know, I don't mind if I tell you something and I be like, no, you need to, you know, do X Y Z. I I can stand on the fact that I said you need to do X Y Z. But at the end of the day, grown people gonna do what grown people wanna do because I know it don't matter what anybody says to me. I'm <laughs> going to do what I want to do. I feel you on that. Anyway, but you listen. You would so, listen to your friend that was telling you you're wrong. You may not do accordingly, but you would listen to it and take into consideration. And while you was actually, yeah, of course, doing exactly what you knew was wrong, you'd be like, motherfucker, get on my nerves. I'm also let me let me also throw this out here. I'm not a cheater, right? But what I'm saying, it could be anything. I'm not, not a cheater, not, not so I'm not cheating that. anyway. Your friend should be able to tell you when you wrong, oh, whether you listen to it or not. They should be able to tell you that, and you gonna think about it. I don't give a damn how many times. Yeah. You know, Jasmine told me, nope, that's not the right person for you. Oh, shut up! I'm gonna do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? She's done it several times, and I listened to her not. <laughs> and here we are but um, I still have no emergency contact as of today um, so it's a um, it's just it's just a thing about it friendship is, is different than relationships I feel like you know, your mama your emergency your mama can be your emergency contact and is and apparently will always be <laughs> so you do have an emergency contact <laughs> it's, just, it's just ridiculous she older than me so the fact that she is my emergency contact still at my big age is just it's just I I don't know if it's sad or I, I just don't know what it is. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, it is what it is. Like be be grateful and thankful that you still have a living mm-hmm. mother because not everybody has yeah. that. So even if that emergency contact is your mother, hey, it is what it is. And she gonna come every time. I promise you, she gonna answer. So I'm I'm thankful for that, cause some of these chicks are the best. We, yep. They couldn't be. The, the only time I had another emergency contact was when I was married, and then as soon as I, you know, except for at the emergency room. I remember the last time I went to the emergency room, they said, uh, "Can we still contact you?" No, no, no. Do not tell her I'm here. No. <laughs> Take her off of my emergency contact. Put Sharon on. <laughs> That's crazy though. But yeah, you got to tell your people. When they wrong, if they don't listen to you, they don't listen to you. But you did your part. Yeah, definitely that. Um, like I said, it you know, you just, I don't know, like, to me, when you get involved with other people, relationships and things like that, things can just go real, real sideways real quick. Um, so you just got to be very cautious. Like I said, him going to social media, that to me was a no-no. Um, so, so for me, like, I definitely wouldn't do that because to me, that's ultimate betrayal because, you know, whatever me and my best friend discuss is whatever we discuss and it doesn't need to be public ever. No, never um, but I, so, Jasmine um, know her man don't like me. He tolerate me because he know I ain't going nowhere and vice versa. So, yeah, he don't like me because every time, you know, they into it, I'm on her side, of course. I ain't going to listen to you. I might listen to what you say, but I don't care what you're saying. Oh, no, see, I'm not that kind of friend. No, 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 no. I'm not that kind of friend at all. Like, I'm the kind of friend that, 
if Mm-mm. again, this is why I'm beginning mm-hmm. people business like it's that. But if my friend is wrong, my friend is wrong. My friend is wrong. My friend is wrong. I will just say, hey, maybe you need to listen to X, Y, Z. Now, my best friend don't be wrong, but like that. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if my best friend was wrong, then yes, I would tell them that they're wrong. Like, why wouldn't well, I? I'm their friend too. Because then you have to understand, like, like, cause you then you gotta you gotta then realize like that person now is judging the character of your friend, right? But, as but what I'm saying is not not so, so much in that instance, but like if it, when when he does wrong and she turn, you know, I'm with her against him. So you know, and he's like, you know, I don't know what that means. Oh, but um, yeah. So that's why, like, I caution. That's why I caution that because, like I said, then it's a trust issue between the two, and then you know. um, So yeah, you just gotta be. You just gotta be in in those kind of situations. You just gotta be kind of very cautious and stuff like that. I don't give a damn about him. I didn't meet him. When she met, well, I did actually because I was there when they met. But anyway, I'm that's my friend, so I'm gonna tell her in private when she wrong. But together, I'm gonna ride with her. I don't give a damn about this man. He know that, you know. He, you know, and he know that she tells me everything he do. <laughs> so it's like he be looking at me sideways when he know he done messed up, wondering if I know or not. I know, but it ain't my business to judge you. It's, no, I'm if she no, ain't going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. I'm kind of quiet. Me, I'm kind of quiet. Like, I just won't say nothing. Like, I, I, again, I don't want to be in it because that's that's y'all argument, and it gets, like I said, it can get heated. Yeah. It can be some some kind of misunderstandings. That now, like now, you done said something that the made the friend mad, or the <laughs> friend you know partner mad, and it's just a big no. You just if you don't say anything, people can't blame you for things, right? So that's that's just my take and on I it. Don't care if they so I don't me. say anything. I'm gonna say what I got to say because you gonna know how I feel regardless. That's the Gemini in me. Shout out my birthday Friday. Hey. And we all know we discussed last week. Y'all are the problem. So Ooh, I'm just saying. you discussed that. You must have um, said that because we ain't discussed that. <laughs> just because you said it. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so that's that. But let's go ahead and move on to another topic. Um, so what is something you wish you could spend more time on? My business. So you can go, TK. My business. Uh, poor perfection is definitely falling behind. We still out there. Uh, but life is life on me uh, for a while. I've been like since the beginning of the year. So... It's really, it's really lifing on me. I don't know what I can do, but it's lifing on me. And so, you know, I haven't been as passionate about my business uh, here lately. But I got a spark a couple of weeks ago. You know, I had a, I had a gig. I worked, well, more of a, a small party, small event uh, where I was also a guest, but I was the bartender, you know. Um, and I got my spark back. You know, I made it. I created three new drinks that night. Um, it's just that I work a very mentally stressful job now. I like it. It's mentally stressful, though. Um, and I just, I don't have 
as much time to dedicate on working on my TikToks, uh, working on new drinks, trying to get gigs because uh, I work on Saturdays now. When I had weekends off, it was easier. You know what I'm saying? Because I could book all my stuff for the weekend, fill the weekend up. Uh, but now I work on Saturdays and, you know, the events that I would have during the day on that. So if I had a choice, I would want to be able to pay my bills, do what I got to do and not work. So I could work and focus on working on my business. If somebody gave me a deal, said I give you three months, no work, but I'm going to pay you your salary. I guarantee you, hmm. I guarantee you, poor perfection will be out there. I just don't have a lot of extra time and the time that I do have I, I try to enjoy myself because I don't want to always be only about work and now that I don't have a significant other you know more time can be also spent on poor perfection so I will say that the person I was with uh, didn't allow me a lot of extra time outside of them and there was reasons for that I found out later um, but I really wish I could spend more time working on my business and spend more time with my family. I enjoy spending time with my family. I spent time with my family today. But they're having a party for me on Sunday. Feel free to come down if you want to. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're having a party for me on Sunday, and I get to see them all again. And For your birthday? Yep. Because it's Gemini season. <laughs> but anyway... Yeah, we, um, yeah, and I, I really enjoy that. I, I love them, but we don't spend as much time together as we used to when I was younger. And that's partly my fault. They get together a lot. I have things that were already in the works before I knew it and I can't go, you know, stuff like that. I missed a couple weddings. I missed my cousin's wedding because I had a kidney surgery. And so, you know, it's just like, I feel, and they're, you know, they're older now. They got their own families, which I, we're going, we're going to talk about it. Um, they got their own family, so I don't have access to them the way I used to. And, you know, that used to be a problem for me, but I get it, you know. So I try to go out and get my own family, you know, and then that didn't work out. So we're going to talk about that. That's a whole nother show, okay? But, yeah, I um, I wish I had more time for my business and my family. What about you? So, for me, I would probably spend more time truly doing things that I love doing. Um, and that is basically talents that I know I have, that I haven't um, explored, explored to the to the point that I need to explore. I guess that's the best right. way to say it. About what you really like. Um, okay. I have a lot of things that I know that I am good at. I know there's a lot of things that I know that I can improve on. Um, so I guess I would say overall, I would spend more time on me. Um, um, I, which I do to a certain extent in certain aspects. Like I still, you know, go to the park, um, you know, at least 45 minutes <laughs> every day for the most That's part. Um, it used to sometimes be over an hour, but, you know, I sometimes I'd be lazy. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> um, but I probably would basically spend more time on me doing things that I truly love to do, um, like helping people, 
Um, like I said, like exploring some of my talents that I'm not able to explore on the level that, you know, um, I would like to explore them on. And that's mostly because of the fact that like, um, even though I do work from home, I do have a job. (laughs) Um, and I like to sleep y'all. Like I really like sleeping. Um, so therefore, no, I'm not going to stay up to, you know, do several things. I just end up either doing it on a weekend or sometime during the weekday or something like that. But I really need to, I really like sleeping. So if I had more time, um, I would definitely, you know, work on things, you know, during the day, probably during the daytime or whatever. Um, that overall would I think benefit me um whether or not that is you know um just a lot of things that I got you know in the works I'm not gonna say any of them currently right now um because it's nobody's business currently okay um but just know that I am behind the scenes doing a lot of stuff this year um a lot of things that I wanted to do last year um, including starting the podcast, wasn't able to do it, not in this headspace, but, um, this year, um, I am, so I'm definitely appreciative of that. Um, so like I said, that's definitely one of the things that, um, you know, you just have to make time for things. Like I said, because I do like to go to sleep. Um, I only have so many hours in the day. So I work eight hours in the day and then, like I said, I go typically to the park for at least 45 minutes. Um, And then, you know, we come Tuesdays and, you know, we have this record, this podcast. Um, So I do have a lot of things set aside. So um, that's definitely something to consider. Um, But we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up. So, TK, uh, the last segment we have is what has a TV show or movie taught you? Well, I have learned a lot from one of the shows that I thought was going to be stupid. Um, And I immersed myself in the show, and it turns out that it was really, really productive for me uh, as far as how I feel and think about a lot of things. And that's going to be This Is Us. That is a show that definitely did not warrant an ending of it, but it is no longer with us. Um, but it, have you seen it before? What? This is us? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Okay. So, it really, the character Randall, in a, in a, in a sense, is the same as, as TK. I am Randall. I am intelligent, I am emotional, I have things in my life that cause me to spaz out sometimes, but I have a feeling that if I were to have a Beth in my life, that I would be okay. But he taught me that it's okay to be these things. Um, uh, Before I turned 40, I was a control freak. Every aspect of my life I had control of. 
home life, work life, fun life, social life, whatever you want to call it. I had control of all of that, okay? And I was okay. But I was wound up tight as a goddamn, I don't even know what, a, a, a ball of yarn. I was just wound up. Like, I, you know, if anything changed in my life, it, it, it threw me off because I had such control of everything. But so did Randall. Until he didn't, you know what I'm saying? So there was a, you know, he was, he was good. And then boom, found his daddy. Oh snap. Now he going crazy. Like, you know, it's just, things can just throw him off, but he's still a good human being. It's like, there's some people in this world that don't have things that happen to them a lot. And when I say that, I mean, things that derail you, you know, I was fortunate enough to know who both my parents were, you know, uh, and all that. I didn't have to search for them or anything like that. I didn't have those challenges. I didn't have any challenges, so to speak, in life until I turned a certain age. And things started challenging me. And, you know, it wasn't under my control anymore. (laughs) You know, like... You know, you know how I got married. You know, that was out of my control. Um, the the things that happened with my marriage was out of my control. Uh, you know, people, I started seeing people for who they actually were. That was another thing. That was a good thing for me. But I started seeing people for who they were and how they were. My friend circle got tremendously smaller. You know what I'm saying? So I attribute This Is Us to letting me know that even though it's a fictitious show, it's based on things that happen or could happen in real life. You know what I'm saying? So it taught me that I need to roll with the punches. Now, I still get derailed sometimes, but it's not as bad as it used to be, like right after I turned yeah. 40. Uh, you know, and now things are happening more frequently. And I I, I deal with it. I absorb it because that's what I'm going to do. I, I absorb it and react and then deal with it. But years ago, something crazy happened. I didn't know what. I was, oh man! Now what I got because I had I planned it to go a certain way, and it did not. What happened to I, I even write it down, yeah. and it didn't work out the way it, you know what I'm saying. So it was like, wow, this that never happened to me before until I turned forty. So, you know, I, I credit that show, and it was the reason why I started watching it right after I turned 40, because that's when I started watching it. I had to binge watch it because it was already on, but I caught up to it, you know, and got with the regular seasons. It was a reason for that, because I needed, and I'm going to say a higher power told me that I needed to learn how to deal with life because I can't control everything that happens. And if it weren't for This Is Us and me seeing the character of Randall, I probably still would be having a lot of things happen to me. Like yesterday when my car stopped, I freaked the fuck out because you know where I was? I was in the middle of a sub at the end of a subdivision where everybody has to get out. And I'm right here stopping traffic. Oh. I freaked out. I couldn't my car wouldn't start. It had already started and got me to that point, which was really perplexing. And then it it just cut off on me. You know, the start stop where they got these cars now that that turn off when you press the brake and stuff like that. So you gotta have a special kind of battery. Very expensive battery. <laughs> Thank you. But I was able to deal with it after the fact. After my initial freak out, I was like, things happen like this all the time. This car was made in 2017. Never had a battery change. 
the battery went out. It happens. Because of the type no. of vehicle that it is, it constantly uses the battery. And all I could think of is if I had a turnkey car, this wouldn't have been a problem. Jump off, let's go. But this special battery with these special powers, you know, so. But like I said, the show taught me that I can, <laughs> that I can deal with life. I have to deal with it. Because if I don't, I'm going to go crazy. I can't plan everything out. Which I do, still. But it don't work out that way. And now yeah. I'm not freaking out, crying or whatever. You know, I still cry. Like, I cry when things happen to me. But it's yeah. like, damn, I can't wallow in that. I got the, I got the whatever plan I wrote, I'm going to have to rewrite another one. I write out everything. My life is planned all the way. I don't do nothing without a plan. So I'm learning now that I won't have to oh, change that. What the hell is that? I don't know. But yeah, that's what I'm learning. Okay. Well, this is episode nine down. Uh, we got nine episodes down. Um, like I said, we re Record um, every Tuesday and post up every Wednesday. Uh, we are available on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and also iHeart. Um, so this is the Ops. We telling it all. This is your girl Spicy K signing off. And your girl TK saying peace. Do this, yeah.